Hello and welcome to another episode of The Footballing Question. Uh, it's nice to have you back uh, with me today. I've got uh, Ashley and Jordan once again. Say hi, boys. Hello. Hello. So, um, today um, we've got an interesting discussion, but it's important, of course, as per usual, that we start off with the weekend's results. And I feel like we're going to go through this as the weekend went. So, um, uh, uh, we're going to start off with probably the biggest <laughs> result of the season, arguably. Uh, City um, managing to lose 2-1 at home to 10-man Leeds United. Uh, with from after Bielsa managed to get them defensively organised, score t- two goals from two shots from Stuart Dallas, a mad performance. And a lot of people say it's defensive, but I mean it's, I mean it's nothing short of extraordinary in my eyes. I think if there's one team which can play with ten men, it's it's Leeds because of their because of their work rate. But I don't know what do you guys think of it. Um, it's a br- it, it's a brilliant result. Obviously, it's just a shame that it's not really going to do anything to the league table. You know, we've spoken about it for a couple of weeks. Obviously, City run away from the league uh, with, with the league, and Leeds aren't really going anywhere. But it was brilliant. Stuart Dallas uh, was amazing. Um, yeah, it's just nice to see. I don't have much to say, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, fair play. Um, Leeds doing. I th- I think it's quite. Uh, like Leeds to put on an entertaining game. Most of their games have been very entertaining, even though they did only have the two shots and they had hardly any possession by the end of the game. But uh, as you mentioned, Stuart Dallas getting two two goals and that's that's it really. A big win for Leeds. Yeah, I mean it's really just one of those games which is just going to live long in their memory because of how like the, the, it's one of those ones where you look at the stats and you just go how the hell did they win that one but uh, it's one where I, if you actually watched the game you'd know exactly how defensively they were amazing after Coop got sent off and and they knew they just chose the right moments to attack and City will really feel annoyed by that one but it's, it's all that's going to do is dent their title hopes by one week that's all it's really going to do um, but um uh, one team which probably wanted to win the title, but but I think they're mathematically out of it now, is Liverpool. Um, and they ha- this is their first. Is it their first win at Anfield in the league th- this year? I think it is. Quite possibly. Yeah, I think it is. Um, uh, so they went one 0 down actually to to, um, to Villa by Ollie Watkins. At that point, I was thinking Oli Oli seven two. Here we go. Um, but they managed to equalise with Mo Salah. And the game kind of drained on until Trent Alexander-Arnold just decided to whip one in past Martinez in, I think, the 91st minute, wasn't it? And, you know, it's just great strike. Uh, strike that striker would really be proud of. And I've got to say something, right? I've heard some fans say, right, is this a response? This is kind of a big statement uh, to Southgate. Southgate was in the stands. Can he make it an easy? I'm like, look, it's a good goal. But... My, in my eyes, a right back isn't there to score from the edge of the box. A right back's there to be defensively resilient. And it's, if his performance against Real Madrid is anything to go off, I still don't think he's the first man on the team sheet at right back. Um, but yeah, it's a great goal, good performance. It's good for my fantasy team. But you know, 
not much to say. Liverpool finally get a win. I mean, and they were in the top four briefly. Maybe they will get there. I don't know. But they went into the top four. I mean, yeah. I think no, they were in the top four. They were in the top four for like ten minutes. Oh, no, because yeah, then West Ham won the next day, and then they pipped them, and then Chelsea won. Yeah, it's weird. Oh no, Chelsea won, then West Ham won. Yeah, it's weird because actually, when you look at it, we kind of count and live out of the Champions League places, but they're kind of they're putting up a fight. You know, there's a there's a sh- yeah there's a big chance that they could be quite close to it by the end of the season. Um, which is hard to see really, mm-hmm. but fair enough to them. Um, I think we're we're on to the Chelsea game now against Crystal Palace. Um, yeah. Uh, 4-1 uh, Havertz got one and assisted one um, Pilisic uh, got two and Zuma with the other one um, but Havertz had a brilliant game uh, I don't know if you boys saw the highlights but he was amazing I didn't watch the whole thing but from what I saw uh, he could have had a hat-trick himself so you know hopefully uh, for Chelsea fans anyway he's finally coming out of his shell and you know actually performing like his price tag suggests you know all season he's kind of not really done much, kind of, you know, I felt a bit sorry for him because I really liked him in the Bundesliga um, and at Chelsea he hasn't really been anywhere near his best, but uh, yeah, Owen, uh, Ben Tech has got a header. <laughs> just just mm-hmm. adding in there, mm-hmm. um, Crystal Palace didn't look great, I don't think, but it's too shallow ball, isn't it? Um, dominating the ball. Is it too shell or too cool? I don't want to interrupt. I say too shell. It's too cool. It's too cool. It's too cool. He's not French. It's too cool. No, but... Mate, I took German GCSE. It's too cool. Okay. (laughs) Thomas too cool then. It don't sound right to me, but... um, Oh. Yeah. There you go. That's all we really need to mention. I think we should go on to the next game. Uh, Burnley, Newcastle. Uh, I think we just mentioned this briefly. Just because it puts Newcastle in a very good position um, Fulham losing on Friday to Wolves after a late goal from Triore and this was the game that they needed to win uh, they went 1-0 down St Maximan had an outstanding game and uh, he came off the bench I think he got uh, a goal and an assist off the bench and proving his worth really yeah it was a massive weekend um for the bottom three, uh, you know, obviously you mentioned it. Fulham losing, Newcastle winning. Uh, six points between 17th and 18th now. Um, it's just it, it's quite big. It gives a nice cushion to uh, to teams uh, teams such as uh, Newcastle, Brighton, Burnley. Uh, and yeah, unfortunately, it looks like Fulham are going to go going down. Isaac, you got anything to say? Yeah, I mean, it's really just I don't I don't want to say it's a shame because it's 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 unfortunate you don't want to pick a side which you want to go down and you don't want to go down but like with Fulham under Scott Parker I've really saw like a side which was kind of improving and showed some fight and it's kind of you don't see it most years most years you can pick three teams half of the season which are like yeah they're down because they're not fighting for it but Fulham are really they really have this style and I do believe in the way they're playing but clearly Newcastle have enough, had enough time and enough ground to kind of get back into a shape where they're like, like okay, fine, we just need two or three results over the next month and we're probably safe because there is a gap. And now the gap's getting bigger. And I, I wanted it to be really tight because they're playing each other on the final day and that could have been just an amazing fixture. But sadly, it, it, it might just be a dead rubber. And, if, and that, that is disappointing, but what can you do? I hope with Scott Parker that he keeps his job if he goes down and hopefully... 
he can get them back up because that, that, it's one of the few times where I've seen a team looking like they'll go down I've gone you know what I really like the way they were playing they were really just growing throughout the season they started poor but they really kept going on and didn't give up throughout the season and that's really what you want I mean it goes back to our manager argument you know but uh, I think we can keep that where it's at and move on to another game now um uh, we need to talk about possibly one of the most on-form English players right now, Jesse Lingard, getting another two goals against Leicester City. A Leicester City side which are showing signs, maybe, of doing exactly what they did last year and falling away near the end. I mentioned it on our top six prediction episode that I didn't think they'd do it this year. And now they're subtly doing it again. Um, losing 3-2 away at the London Stadium. Bowen got another goal as well. Uh, Nacho showing his form once again, getting two, but it wasn't enough. But Lingard, I mean, I feel like he's... I feel like in that game, he's booked his ticket on the flight. Well, not flight, because part of it's in England. But anyway, he's, at the, he's probably at the Euros now, I think. I don't think on the form he's at, you can take him out, surely. I think he has to be in there, doesn't he? Really? Um, at the moment, uh, I've got this stat. Uh, out of Europe's top five leagues, um, there's only four players who have scored more goals than Jesse Lingard since he signed for West Ham, and that is Benzema, Ronaldo, Lewandowski and Messi. He's got eight goals uh, since signing, um, and a handful of assists as well. But, um, but yeah, brilliant. Brilliant player. I've always been a fairly big fan of Lingard I won't lie um, I was disappointed when he uh, he went on that that run of sorry Isaac's doing the little Jesse Lingard what were you just <laughs> saying to me now <laughs> I, I looked up and you were just shouting at me I thought oh god what have I said now I wasn't I was just really amazed by the stat that's all <laughs> oh, yeah um, so Jesse Lingard he's only on loan at West Ham I feel like West Ham would try and buy him in the summer and I think United will probably let him go, but um, I'm I'm glad to see that he's doing well at West Ham. And uh, like you guys said, he should be on the 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 flight, not flight to the the Euros with England. So um, <laughs> well done to him, I guess. And uh, Ian Acho, I think, played really well as well. Um, I'm I'm looking at the stats here. Leicester had the majority of the possession, had 15 shots. Only five on target. It is fairly reminiscent of last season, so um, yeah. it's it's tight up. It's tight uh, between third and probably about sixth or seventh now, um, with West Ham only a point behind Leicester, which is crazy considering where Leicester. I'm pretty sure Leicester had a fairly big gap a couple of weeks ago, and we yeah. were saying they could finish, they could finish third, and here we are. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens in the rest of the season do you think they can do that? do you think West Ham can hold on to top four yeah I don't see why they I'd love why them they to. wouldn't love them to. could you imagine I mean yeah. <laughs> West Ham going to the Bernabeu next season oh my oh my or the, <laughs> the Camp Nou or unreal it's crazy it's Mark, Mark Noble's final season before. Mark Noble's final season and he's like wearing the armband and just shaking hands with Sergio Ramos that is the dream you know like or just someone at that level you know I just want to see it 
And you don't, you don't want them to go to a penalty shootout if they get to the knockout rounds. Mark Noble will finish Oh, them. Mark Noble, 100% <laughs> record. Loving it. Mm. Oh. Oh, that's just brilliant. It's just it's like when Leicester got into the Champions League the first time after winning the title. It was just brilliant. Like, it was just like, holy shit, they're in the Champions League. But, um, we're going to have to carry on now. We've, we've stuck on West Ham for a bit. I mean, I don't blame us because it's, it's a fantastic kind of thing going on over there. But next, we're going to talk about uh, a game which gave, I think, all of us a bit of joy because it involved Tottenham losing and Man United winning. Uh, of course, Man United getting a 3-1 win at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium after a controversial goal got ruled out uh, for Edison Cavani due to a alleged push to the face for Hingman's son uh, I did that in quotation marks since you can't see me but um, then Son took the lead before Fred got only his second ever Man United goal uh, to equalise uh, and then Edson Cavani took the lead with a fantastic diving header after a perfect cross from Mason Grude before the Englishman then added to his goal tally and um, poked one in in stoppage time to make it 3-1 but I mean I mean, I'm I'm happy with Tottenham losing every weekend, to be honest with you. But it's really a deserved win, and it's great to see United win like that. Especially considering it felt like they were fighting against the decision after it was given. But Jordan, I'm just going to let you take it away on your feelings. Yeah, um, I'm over the moon. Um, I think it's it's weird to say, but not going one nil up and actually going one nil down kind of helped United as it has so often this season I think it's like 22 games that we no 23 points or something that we've gained from from being behind it's crazy but um, the Son's goal I'm not too sure what was going on with us defensively Lindelof looked all over the place Wambasaka was at Crystal Palace still um, it was crazy um, but we we go into the second half. We uh, we keep going. We were the better team in the second half. Um, you mentioned Fred scoring. I was absolutely delighted um, that Fred scored. I've been um, quite critical of Fred over the past couple of weeks. Um, that Leicester performance specifically. Uh, I, I meant we mentioned it in an, another episode in the podcast at some point, but. Um, yeah, I've been quite critical of him, so I'm happy that he got a goal. He actually got into the box for once rather than shooting from outside, which is great. Edison Cavani is unreal. I'm really praying, I'm just hoping and praying that he signs a contract uh, that keeps him at United for long, uh, a fairly long time. And he's getting on a bit, so maybe at least another year, but he's looking like he might go back to South America. We don't know. Uh, but what a cross from Mason Greenwood. And Mason Greenwood coming on the pitch did a lot. He obviously got a go on the assist, and it was s- such a good assist as well. Um, another player that's had his critics this season um, with less uh, stellar performances, I guess. He's not been up to the standard he was last season, but he came onto the pitch, and he's he should be the person playing at right midfield for Manchester United and I, although I don't think he's going to go to the uh, with England to the Euros I think he might be in with a shout because he, he can play and if you need a backup for someone like um, Kane or someone that plays on the wing he could be there and 
I'm I'm going to back it as a Man United fan, but um, we'll we'll have to see. Uh, it's not been a great season for him, but we will see. And I'm over the moon, and that should guarantee that United place second in the Premier League, and that's all we really need. And I th I think that's everything I have to say on the game. I don't want to mention the VAR because yeah. we all know that it it should have been a goal. Um, McTominay. I think it's just a running action, isn't it? I, uh, yeah. I don't know if you guys saw it, but I, I honestly don't. I don't really want to mention it because we could go on all day about VAR, and I think we need to move on. So, unless you guys want to say anything well, more on the game, we probably have to. We probably have to save that conversation for a rainy day because I feel like there's going to be one day where we're going to have to go hell for leather and just talk for about VAR for about an hour. <laughs> Because you could, I could do that every week because of my th feelings on refereeing and VAR in the league. But I feel like if if we talk about it, yeah, you're right. We would go on about it. So um, um, I feel like we can now move on to what is the greatest game of the weekend. Actually, one of the best performances. Got one of the best goals. It's a fantastic performance as the mighty mighty Arsenal fought back after a torrid week to win three nil against the mighty Sheffield United away at Bramall Lane. Um, <laughs> Um, I, I'm being sarcastic here, obviously. Um, yeah. It's a very much an expected win because they were 20th. I was worried about because we hadn't scored in like 20 minutes. I was like, and McGoldrick had a shot, and I was like, wait, are we actually playing crap against Sheffield United? Are we because they they could have made it one 0 I was thinking, oh, not this again. But you know, at the end of the day, it was a properly deserved win. Sheffield really were horrid. I don't watch them every week, but it's the first time I've watched them in a while. Really. It, they are a stark contrast to where they were a year ago. You know, they are deservedly 20th. You know, you, you ask where they are in the league, just look at their caretaker manager's name, Hecking Bottom. You know, that's where they are, but it, right at the bottom. Um, sorry. That was <laughs> so anyway, bad. Um, uh, no, I saw it on Twitter and I thought I'd beat it. <laughs> but anyway, um, Arsenal took the lead through, I think, the best goal I've seen Arsenal score in about six years. Uh, with uh, I don't know who it was I think it was Party Fred it through to Lacazette Lacazette to Saka to Ceballos who back heels it to Lacazette and then he just calmly just opens his body up and does the on refinish into the bottom corner and it is just I don't it just makes me wonder like why can we just do that in five seconds but it takes us like 85 minutes to put one past Slavia Prague I'm confused but it's really weird but we clearly had a shooting boots on and then Martinelli got his first goal of the season after some injury troubles, which I'm really happy about. Both him and Greenwood kind of having a good moment this weekend, you know. So the Greenwood, Mar the Greenwood Martinelli debate's back on <laughs> for the rest of the season now. But um, I'm happy for him to get a goal because I feel like now he can really push on because it's his first of the season. Maybe get a few more before the end of the season, and then we'll see how he develops in the summer. And Lacazette going got one on one and scoring unlike Thursday night which we will have to talk a bit more about throughout the rest of this podcast but Arsenal playing really well Saka got a knock but I think I have a feeling he'll be okay and Xhaka having a great game at left back which you know you know not not being talked about enough I think despite I mean I know it was Sheffield United but he looked very comfortable and solid and he's a proper team player and Arsenal winning without Pierre Aubameyang what can be said there yeah, um, it was it was really nice to see Martinelli back in the side and getting a goal. Obviously, um, Lacazette has now got is now on fifty goals um, for Arsenal in the Premier League. 
uh, quite big. But um, I think something that's not really being talked about with Arsenal is Rob. Uh, I mean, we've of Rob Holding. We have um, we have had nine clean sheets uh, this Premier League campaign, um, and Rob Holding has played in every single one of those. Um, you know, and I was thinking about him yesterday. I thought, is he really going to turn into like the prospect that we always wanted him to be? You know, after that that 2017 FA Cup final, I think it was 2017 against Chelsea, where he was outstanding. Um, you know, I, I thought we could go all the way. You know, future Real Madrid player, future. <laughs> I don't know the first defender to win the Ballon d'Or, but no, he's not the first defender to win the Ballon d'Or. That was outrageous. Back, but um, back in Baron, you know where I'm getting to. Uh, what I'm getting at. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, he, he's just quite underrated at the moment, uh, and it's nice to see him doing well. Uh, you mentioned Jaka. Uh, I was ho- horrified when I saw him in left back because I remember one particular game against Crystal Palace when we when he oh, yeah. was our manager, and he played at left back, and I was I was so scared then because. <coughs> I mean, Jacker was a de- very different player back then, um, but he was awful in that match. Conceded us a penalty and we drew two two. Um, he scored a free kick in that match. May I oh, add? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I forget about <laughs> that. I forget what that, that free kick was. Was unreal. But he was still awful was. being a left back. Um, yeah. Uh, was atrocious. But Sheffield uh, United didn't really exploit the you know the lack of pace that Jacker had on that side. I think on a couple of times. Um, they attempted to, but nothing really happened for them. Uh, however, it's a good, it's a nice confidence boost for Arsenal, but it's getting a little bit overhyped. I think online, you know, yeah. if we didn't win this, I mean, this is a necessity. They are bottom of the league. Arsenal have to beat them, in my opinion. They just do have to beat them. So the fact that we beat Sheffield United isn't the most amazing thing in the world, but I think I feel like most of our fan base is making it out to be. But you know, it, it, it's a win. Yeah, I'm happy with it. I mean, I'm just. I think most of our fan base is just happy to see us score more than two goals in a game and win for once. You know, it's just yeah. kind of, it's becoming so rare that I'm just taking it all in when it happens. Like I haven't felt this happy since the derby win, really. But um, yeah, it's a good moment for Arsenal, and hopefully they can push on because now we're going to have to go on to our next topic. This will be the main bulk of the episode, so strap in. Um, we're going to be talking about the predictions for the Champions League and the Europa League and what will happen, who will finish where, who's going to make the final, who's going to win both tournaments. Um, and I thought after talking about Arsenal, it's sensible to talk about the Europa League first. And um, if we're going to do that, we kind of have to mention what happened last week. Because last week was the first legs of all of the quarterfinals across Europe. Um, in the Europa League, uh, Roma got two away goals and beat Ajax 2-1. Solid result. They're looking on the better side of that of that fixture. They're looking like they'll probably go through. Man United winning 2-0 away at Granada. They look pretty much through already. Jordan's nodding his head. 100%. Um, and then, um, oh, what's the other one? What was the Villarreal score? 1-0 <laughs> Villarreal. It was 1-0, but still, you know... Emery's got that side playing well and they're probably going to make the semi-finals. And then Arsenal uh, missing about five uh, clear-cut opportunities. Saka missed oh, one, Lacazette missed one two yards out. Lacazette then missed a one-on-one. Aubameyang missed a chance from about two yards out after being brought on. And then Pepe decided to just do it himself, run run one-on-one, dink it over the keeper. And at that point I thought, you know what, 1-0, no away goals, I will take that. And then Arsenal decided when they had the ball with about a minute left to just 
pass it backwards instead of clearing it and gave away a corner and then they scored with about five seconds to go yeah uh really depressing but in the time that's passed since the game i've, I've had a chance to think about it and go look at the end of the day it's one away goal like it's one away goal like that's not that big like we score one and suddenly it's all back and if we play like we did against Sheffield in terms of taking our chances and not messing them up to the extent we did against them in the first leg I feel like we'll probably go through like if we score two there's no reason we should go out because I, I can't see us conceding three against them because they really weren't that big a threat and if you think about it in the away game you should be the more attacking side you should be looking to get one, two, three, and you know I have no, I don't see why Arsenal shouldn't just go full tilt for the Thursday night game and just go right. Let's put as many past these guys as possible. Um, and I'm putting my neck on the line and saying Arsenal will win against Slavia Prague and make it to the quarterfinals. Yeah, I, th- I think we go through each of the games um, oh. and say here we go through in the, from the second leg. And if we're starting with Arsenal, I just want to mention that. This is the the first time Slavia Prague have played away from home in their first leg, and they got a one-one draw. I wouldn't discount Slavia Prague at all. They are looking like a fairly dangerous side, I think, and I think it's going to be a close game on Thursday night. Um, something's telling me that you might make it slip, but I'll give it to you. Arsenal are going through. I'm worried. I'm really worried. Uh, Slavia Prague, by far at the moment the best team uh, in their in their league. I mean, can you compare that to the Premier League? I'm not sure, uh, but they've certainly produced some good players over the years. Am I right in saying that Kufal and Suchek both come from Slavia yeah. Prague? Yeah. Went to yep. West Ham. Um, yeah, uh, they've been really good in the competition this season. And I'm just I'm worried. Like, away from home, having like we have to score. Right, and I'm just I'm terrified considering how many chances we missed last week. As you said, I'm not really sure. I don't know. Bit indecisive. I think just to be kind of like the odd one out. Um, I'm just gonna say we slip up and, and Prague. I don't want it to happen, obviously, but Prague, Prague take the win. I feel like you're just saying that to play it safe, so you don't so <laughs> you you don't get your voice recorded. I'm willing oh, to put possibly. my neck on the line and oh. say it, but um. I mean, I heard a lot of people compare it to the Monaco game all those years back. I was in year eight at the time, I remember that. But um, well, the only difference to that was Arsenal conceded three away goals. And the funny thing is, we ended up drawing on aggregate and losing on away goals. Whereas here, we've only drawn 1-1 in the home leg. And we're going into the away leg still knowing if we get an early goal, it suddenly, that away goal means nothing. And we treat it like a fixture where we just keep trying to score just go for goal like I think we just got to go all out attack in that game but so we're saying Arsenal make the semi-final um, Villarreal against uh, Zagreb I feel like uh, we're all probably on the same mindset here in that Villarreal will probably make it past Zagreb yeah for yeah? sure I don't know um, I think it could well, be tight I would go for Villarreal, but I think it could be tight. You know, we've seen Orsich put an absolute masterclass against yeah. against Tottenham in the last in the last round. I'm not I'm not sure if they are completely uh, out of the competition yet. They just, you know well, no. Villarreal's goal was a penalty, but I'll go, I'll back Villarreal. I'll back it like Emery in this competition. It is his competition. 
nothing's nothing's 100% there because it's a really tight score but the way Unai Emery has got Villarreal playing this season he's clearly done something right um, and you'd, I mean it, it's expected that he'll probably make the semi-final considering his track record uh, in the Europa League so I mean I know from experience he got us to a final and you know uh, it all went a bit tits up after that but you know he got us to the final oh I don't god I've got bad feelings about this season as well anyway but um, I think he will probably get past them meaning Arsenal I think will have to face Unai Emery in the semi-final and that that is something which I'm very worried about because I don't want that to go wrong but um, moving on to the other quarterfinals yeah we will we've got the other quarterfinals so Jordan your Man United side beat Granada I mean yeah we're, we're all pretty confident you'll, you'll go through won't you yeah I think United are the only side that we can near enough guarantee go through Roma's probably yeah. close but the game's still still close and we know what Ajax is like United though winning 2-0 on the first leg away from home we're going through we're going through it's, yeah if we don't it's if, a disgrace yeah, if you don't, it's a disgrace because Granada probably were one of the teams in the draw, which I was thinking, okay, I'd really like this side to get because I feel like they can, they're there for the taking. Uh, Zagreb, I was worried about because of Orsic and he's clearly a great talent. E- even though they were probably one of the lesser teams, I was still thinking, you know, they, they've got potential. Whereas Granada, I look at them and thought, yeah, United have got the best draw out of anyone there. So you're probably through. Whereas Ajax Roma. It's really tough to pick. I would have said Ajax before because I don't think Roma have had particularly as good a season as last year in Syria. But, I mean, they fought back and got two away goals um, and Ajax only managed to score one at home. But it's 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 tight enough for it to go either way in the second leg. But I feel like that, that first leg's really going to power Roma through because they know they know what they need to do. They know they basically just can't concede two goals. They if they keep that advantage, and I mean, I feel like oh, they're they're capable of doing that. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll back Roma, Roma and all the pressures and on that. Ajax, I think. Yeah, sort of yeah. And s- similar to the Emery versus Arsenal semi-final, you've got Chris Smalling and Henrik Mkhitaryan uh, possibly re- making a comeback to Old Trafford, um, which would be very interesting. Um, Wait, to so, watch. So are we all saying? Oh, Ashley said Slavia Prague. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's going to make it awkward for me to say that, I'll just go <laughs> Arsenal. But you know. So we're saying the the semi finals would be United Roma and Villarreal Arsenal. Yes. Yeah, looks like it. So from, from that, what, what do we think is going to happen? Because I, I mean, I'm te- obviously me and Isaac are terrified of United. Me. Can you imagine? Um, Oh. <laughs> oh my God, if he beats us, if he beats us, um, Roma and United, I think United. United have got that game. I almost, it might be too confident in saying, but I think United have got a final easily. I think they're definitely going to be in it. Um, I hopefully Arsenal will join them, but I'm just terrified a little bit of that because if we get a repeat of of what happened with Chelsea, it's going to be even worse. It's, it's going to be horrific. It'd be an amazing game, and I think we should do. Uh, we've talked about it. We should do a live watch along for that one. But um, 
uh, we'll confirm closer to the time yeah if it happens but um, yeah I, I'm not too sure I don't know if Arsenal can beat Villarreal but I think United are in the final yeah I'll I'm going to say United are going through against Roma I think they'll go if we face Roma it'll be fairly comfortable I don't want to sound too too cocky because I I thought we could beat Sevilla last year and we know what happened there and so if we do face Roma we can't uh, underestimate them but we should be should be getting to the final there uh, for me Oli bottles semi finals yeah he not been to a final yet but this this is the year this is the year. Um, <laughs> This is the competition as well. Um, and Villarreal Arsenal, if it is that game, I'm back in Arsenal. I don't think. I, you, I think you have a right to be worried about it because it is Emery, but yeah. Arsenal should get through fairly comfortably again. I reckon um, if they play well. Mm, I mean, we're struggling at the moment because I mean Tierney is probably out for the season that that's the news which came out on the weekend and that's shocking but it's a question of whether Arsenal's you know attacking talent with the likes of Odegaard who I think is probably going to be back in a week and Smith Rowe I think is probably going to be back for Slavia Prague as well you know and now Martinelli's on form whether we can carry that for the rest of the season just get the results that we need and I mean I feel like we should be we should beat Villarreal because I know what we're capable of when we've performed under Arteta. Uh, and I saw it in the FA Cup last year. We were really inconsistent in the league, but in this tight little cup run, he just went right. Keep it simple. This is a one-off game. This is a knockout game. Go and win. This is obviously different because it's two legs, but it's a similar scenario where I feel. I mean, he got us to beat Man City and Chelsea in the FA Cup last year and um, I see no reason why the same manager with basically the same set of players um, can try and do the same again and I feel like we should nudge it past Villarreal but at the same time I am panicking about the possibility of playing Unai Emery I'd much rather play Zagreb I'm not saying that because I think they're worse but because losing to them would not be as big a meme as losing to Emery because I would just see bad evening Everywhere it would just be everywhere. It'd be following me. I'd be. I. I. I wouldn't talk to anyone. It'd be uh, evil. But you're gonna get. Yeah. If you face uh, Zagreb, you're gonna get memed as well because Tottenham. No, but it's not as bad. It's not as bad. It's not as bad as losing to Emery. It's not as bad. It is how it works. If you losing to Emery would be so bad. Losing to Emery would be so much worse. They're not allowed to beat Arsenal. It's not. It's just not possible. They, you know, they have to let. They, they can't take the piss out of both North London sides. Okay, just I leave that to them. I think they can. Bayern don't. Bayern take turns. They did it to Arsenal. Then they did it to the Spurs the next year. You know, they're they're polite. Zaga have to do the same. Exactly. Wait next year. Did you imagine? Knock us out next. Did you imagine it's the same but, season though? The same season. No, it's not going to happen. But Arsenal, we're saying Arsenal United for the final. Oh God, here we go. This is the moment everyone's been waiting for. Who are we oh, saying is winning the Europa up. League? I think we got to look at the results of United and Arsenal this season, you know. And who's come out on top? Who's who's? Who I think we've got, got to look at Solskjaer's record against Arteta. 
you know, Arsenal won the first. I mean, it was <laughs> it was a messy, messy win. It, you know, I don't know if we completely should have won it. It was a uh, it's quite quite scrappy. The next one was boring as hell. It was awful um, in the league. But yeah, I I, I don't know. Uh, out of the two in the final, it's going to be a brilliant game if it does happen. I I kind of want it to just because it will be brilliant. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to back Arsenal for a final against United. I'm going to say Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> There's a stat which I've mentioned once or twice, I think, prior to this episode. And it's a stat I'm going to bring up again. Um, Jordan. Uh, I, I can. Uh, I have you coming. looked at every. Have you. Have you looked at Solskjaer's record against Mikel Arteta? Because he's actually the only top six manager who is yet to beat Mikel Arteta. And just more than that, he's the only top six manager yet to score against Mik- and Mikel Arteta Arsenal side. Three games, zero goals. Three conceded. We won two nil. We won one nil, and we drew nil nil. Maybe if we're going in that trajectory, we'll we'll lose one nil in the Europa League final. Um, but um, oh, I mean, I'm terrified of United and Bruno Fernandez. I'm terrified of it because <laughs> uh, it's just giving. Sorry, you, oh, you, you talk about it's stats giving me with, with Oli, but uh, I know he hasn't scored against Arsenal, but. We were talking about Unai Emery and how you know the Europa League's his competition and how you know he's won he's won multiple of them before. There's no way he can pull it against Chelsea. You know he's a, he's a cup man and he does it. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if we should rely too heavily on that. We never know what's going to happen. But um, no, get sacked on the pitch on the ball. Um, yeah. I mean, with with the Arsenal United game, I really want us to win. But I'm terrified of it. I think if we hadn't lost the final in 2019, I wouldn't be as terrified of playing United. We, we I'd be up here. for we'd it. We'd be in the Champions League, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, we'd be in the Champions League. This wouldn't happen. But you know what I mean. Like if we if we just never made up. If we got knocked out in the semis that year, I wouldn't be as terrified as I am now. <laughs> it's the way we lost that final. Like it's, it is probably, in my opinion, the worst game in Arsenal's history. I think because of how important it was and how much we bottled it. Like we conceded four in a final. That's unacceptable for any club, and I don't want the set it to repeat itself. Because I remember that night, and I don't want to go back to the dark place I was. That I, I was in. Where we scored the last game? I had a, I had a bad few days. I, 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 if Tottenham won the Champions League four days after that, I don't know where where I'd be right now. I wouldn't be in oh, a good place, yeah. but. I feel like I made a deal with the devil that week, which was Arsenal lose, so Tottenham lose. I think I did kind of do something there, but because I I said if that happens, I take it because I can't have Tottenham win the Champions League. But we Tottenham aren't in the final this year; they're out. So now I just have one thing to deal on, which is I want Arsenal to just get it over the line and get Champions League football. Which, God, if we if we win the Europa League, it papers over the biggest crack of all time. And Sonny, it's a great season. You know, we can forget about all like the inconsistencies, the losing 3-0 at home to Aston Villa, all of that. Suddenly it's phenomenal and Mikel Arteta is the best thing since sliced bread. But Jordan, obviously you probably think a bit different. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm looking at how, how the time's going and I think we need to wrap it up as soon as possible. But um, I want to mention that uh, it's United and it's Arsenal and I think... Um, I wouldn't have it any other way than to beat Arsenal in the final. Um, and 
United are winning the Europa League. On to the Champions League. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Yeah, we're going to have to chuck back there, aren't it's we? Just, the... just tell Jordan to be quiet. Um, okay. <laughs> it's uh, just... oh. awesome. I wouldn't have it any other way. I would not have it any other way. Wouldn't you? That's funny. <laughs> right, Champions League. Um, obviously, the first legs have been played... Wait, uh, we're not going to come to a majority decision because I know that the majority decision is going to be that Arsenal are going to win the Europa League, and I can't be having that. I feel like <laughs> so. I, I'm not. I'm not going to. I feel like we leave it there. We've said who we think yeah. will make the final. I feel Champions League. We should make a decision because we're not supporting any of the clubs. We can. We're easier. Like with the Arsenal United thing, I think we just keep it there and say that's what we think will happen. Let's move on. But Champions League. What? What fixture do you want to start us off with? You know, four four quarterfinals we played. As as we we're kind of we're not short for time, but this is definitely going to be one of our longer episodes, considering uh, what we've got planned for later on. But um, should we no, should we just skip over the highlights from the first leg and just kind of go straight into who yeah. we think's going to go through and stuff like that? Who we think's yeah. going to go? Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, out of the Europa League, I know we're not talking about any, that anymore, but it's when you look at all the teams out of the eight teams, Arsenal United by far the strongest, I think. Maybe not Arsenal anymore, you know, maybe Ajax are stronger or Roma are stronger now, but, um, you know, they looked like they were going to be. Out of the Champions League, it's always going to be harder, but for me, it's going it, to... The overall winner, just to jump straight into that, Man City. Oh. Interesting. I think they'll do it. Interesting. Wait, have you wait, wait. Do you wait? Did you say overall overall winner is in like the tournament? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just jumped straight into that. Yeah, Man, Man City. We'll we'll Ooh. go through we'll go through the games. I'm assuming you got Man City to beat Dortmund then, Ashley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, so do I. Yeah, we we agreed on that. Yeah, same, Don't same man. Doing that. Yeah. Uh, so then you got Liverpool, Real, and I'm pretty certain Real will go through against Liverpool as well. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm certain on that. I don't think Liverpool have the defence to deal with Real Madrid at the moment. Even oh, though no. when you look at Real Madrid's team on paper and their attack, it's nowhere near as strong as it has been in previous years. Um, however, yeah, I do, don't think uh, don't think Liverpool have it in them. Real Madrid will go through. I agree. <laughs> don't have to say much more than that. No. Yeah, Ch- Chelsea through against Porto. Oh. I think that's pretty clear. Chelsea, it's, it's pretty much the same as United. You know, two two nil win away from home. They've got kind of the best draw out of anyone in the cause. Yeah, I, f- I can't see them bottling it. They're through. Tuchel's got them playing well. Yeah, they're in the semi-finals now. It is smart to think though, lads, that um, uh, this Chelsea side is making the Champions League semi-final. It's uh, it's so bizarre to think. I, d- I know it's just strange, but then you could say the same about Dortmund if they got through or Liverpool, to be honest. Yeah. Now, now the final, mm. the final game. The final this is the more interesting one. one. Yeah, definitely. First of all, who do you want to win out of PSG and mine? I think mm. I have the team that I want to win is the team I have going through. I think, and that's PSG. I want PSG to win. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I was, I'm looking at it, and I. I, I mean, just, I know I've kind of always had a feeling with PSG that I don't want them to win because they're this money club but now they've got like th- these great players like and they got so close last year you just want I've kind of realised you, you just want to see good football and they are playing great football and Mbappe's really 
really proving himself a lot more this year, uh, like performing at the new Camp, performing at the Allianz. And three away goals can't be understated against a Bayern side, you know. And they're, they're missing Lewandowski. When you use that kind of logic, it always in their favour, you know. Sorry, we can't forget though. I've I've I forgot about it. To, I can't really say we can't forget. I've looked at it now. Bayern had thirty-one shots against PSG. In that oh game. yeah, we haven't said who we who we think are going to win. We just we're talking about who we want to win. Oh okay, we get, okay. We, we, we get we get onto that. Well, I was just I, we I was just reminded of the last game, the last game that um, Bayern did have thirty-one shots, twelve on target, most of the possession still lost. But um, yeah, I'm just going to throw my prediction out there. I think PSG are going through. Yeah, I, I, to be honest, I know I've sat on the fence on quite a few of the predictions before, but once again, I really don't know because if you're a Bayern fan right now, you, you're thinking we deserve to win that game by far. There, you know, you just read out some of the stats. Bayern were, were completely dominant. It just came down to a bit of class from uh, PSG. Mbappe's goals were brilliant. Marquinhos' got, the goal was also tremendous. Um, yeah, I'd, it, it's a strange one because Bayern will be away, but that didn't stop PSG. So I'm not, just not too sure. I think I want Paris to win, but uh, I think. I think I'm going to say Bayern are going to win. Isaac, you have the deciding vote. Isaac has the deciding vote. Um, uh, I'm sorry, Ashley. As it usually goes, uh, I'm going to go against <laughs> you. It's <laughs> <laughs> Mason Mount all over again. Um, I'm saying PSG. I feel like this, especially after last year, I feel like they're going to push on that extra step, get into the semi-finals. Um. Uh, uh, after beating Bayern I just feel like they're much better side than they were last year the way they're performing maybe not domestically because I know Pochettino is struggling with them in the, uh, to win the title but in Europe they've really pushed on and that, that is their main goal really and I, I can't see them bottling three away goals against Bayern Unlucky Ashley <laughs> oh, well. uh, Right semi-finals uh, am I correct in thinking that it's going to be Chelsea, with our predictions it'll be Chelsea Real Madrid and City PSG is that is that right yeah, I think so okay. I think we should we should fact check it quickly just very very quickly no it's Chelsea I, I am pretty I am 99% sure it is Chelsea versus Madrid and City PSG I'm 99% sure that is the side of the yeah it is it is you are correct it is so Chelsea Real Madrid who are we saying is winning I think it's tighter than uh, I think it's tighter than the Liverpool game for us I'm not once again I'm not too sure because Tuchel just has something in him this season not this season specifically Tuchel but Chelsea this season because of Tuchel have something in them where it's just like that they can really pull off some important results. Um, in the Premier League, they've completely turned it around. But, I mean, Real Madrid is, a, is it's just a different game, isn't it? You can you never know. Chelsea have pulled off some heroics before, but um, oh, I'm going to say Real Madrid win. Yeah, uh, I'm in agreement. Uh, I think it is a closer game, but Real Madrid are... Uh, going to be too much for Chelsea um, 
I think, and Real Madrid make another Champions League final. I think Cruz mm. and Modric have been so good this season, and we'll just uh, you def- definitely if they get if if they play Chelsea in the semi final, I don't think Chelsea can handle that. Don't think they have it in them to uh, to, to to stop what they then two can produce. No. Isaac. Isaac. No. Yeah, Real, Ma- Real Madrid are a really great side, and you know Casemiro as well. He's not been mentioned yet. I mean, he's yeah. a dominant, dominant midfielder. Um, and yeah, I mean, you can argue against Liverpool. It's more down to Liverpool's errors. I mean, Liverpool were there for the taking in that game. They were poor, uh, but Real Madrid were, were there to take the chances. And I don't know with Tuchel. Tuchel's really got them playing some stuff and when I first thought about this I thought Madrid automatically because they're Madrid but part of me's thinking I don't know why I think Chelsea could do it I think this Tuchel side could beat Real Madrid over two legs and the reason is uh, I think they will play PSG in the final <laughs> and I think it will be Tuchel yeah. against the side that sacked him six months prior and that is something which I really want to see can you imagine Chelsea win another Champions League I don't think I can take it (laughs) oh god if they win the Champions League I can't take it I don't think they will I don't think they will but well I mean you you want to see you want to see the match you want to see Tico against his former side and I get that but no but yeah because it's a great story but then in yeah, but then Mbappe's going to make him sit down, you know? <laughs> yeah, okay. That, if that, we're going off a majority, we're going Real Madrid through, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I'm happy to concede when you two go against me. Yeah, he's through. Real Madrid are through. I mean, this I was kind of 50 50 on it. Any, I was 50 50 on it anyway. But yeah, so PSG City. <laughs> I yeah, feel this, this is very this is the tougher, yeah. Because I've, I've basically. I've outed myself as saying I think PSG will go through because I said I think they would make the final but I don't know what what do you two think? We know what Ashley thinks. Yeah, I think I think Man City have got them to be honest. Uh, I would I mean out of Man City and PSG I'd rather PSG actually win the tournament and go through but I just I think Man City have been um a different class and I think this is their season to really um really pull it off finally. You know, Aguero might actually be able to get that Champions League that um, he's wanted for so long at City. Uh, yeah, I think they obviously we discussed them. But we think they're going through against Dortmund. Um, yeah, it's hard to predict as, as all these games are, but I think I think they beat PSG. I feel really bad for Ashley. I'm going PSG. Oh, I'm going. PSG. <laughs> it's happened again. I'm going PSG. <laughs> It's happened again, it's happened again. <laughs> Ashley Adamson Edwards, it's happened again. Dearing me. Mason Mount scores nine goals. <laughs> nine goals. You don't want that, you're an Arsenal fan, we <laughs> don't want that. <laughs> yeah, I think if City play PSG, it's going to be a Mbappe masterclass again, uh, as it so often so. has been. And uh, PSG will go through. And if we're going off majority decision, we're saying PSG versus Real Madrid in the final. And can I just say what a final that is? That is that has that's I, I, that's going to be a lot better than last year because last year it was set to be a good one PSG Bayern, 
and I watched the entire full night and I was left kind of disappointed because I yeah. felt PSG had a lot of chances and they scuppered a lot of them. Like Mbappe had a good chance. I remember Chupa M- 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 Moting like missed the ball at one point in the like, 90th minute to equalise. Like, there was just it was just a game waiting to be fired up and it never quite happened. Um, and of course, Coman scored the winning goal and, they won, and Bayern won one nil. But um, I feel that if this is the final, I feel this will be a lot more energetic, a lot more fast-paced, and I feel it will play into PSG's strengths a lot more. Because Real Madrid aren't as quite a solid side as Bayern are, traditionally. And Bayern have already been thrashed by PSG, so God knows what they could do to Madrid. And I think, I think PSG would have them. And I think PSG will finally do what their owners have sought them out to do and win a trophy in Europe and I think it'll be the, the uh, Mauricio Pochettino's finest hour and I think they will win the Champions League um, uh, I'd like to see what you two think um, PSG Real Madrid I I have uh, I've thought about it and I, I can see the end of the game exactly going as this it's going to be a tight game, and Real Madrid are just going to scrape it. But here is here's the important bit: the media are going to go absolutely crazy because Zidane is going to start talking to Mbappe, and then that will set up Mbappe going to Real Madrid in the summer, mm-hmm. um, and leaving PSG. And for the pure reason that I think Mbappe will go to Madrid in the summer, I'm saying Madrid are winning it so that Mbappe can win the Champions League and um, Real Madrid are who I am backing to win the Champions League I'd, I'd, wait you're backing Real Madrid yep no you see and when it comes to PSG and Real Madrid um, I think I think PSG have got it uh, absolutely Damn. Isaac is Damn. Isaac's celebrating I guess he's, he's in agreement with me but let's weigh them up right okay let's have a look at Ben, uh, sorry, Real Madrid's attack against PSG's defence. PSG's defence is good enough, I think, to deal with that. Um, you know, and then you look at PSG's attack versus Real Madrid's defence. Yeah, I mean, it's still packed with some world-class players, but I think they just have the edge. I think Mbappe, you know, will, will pull it off. Neymar, he knows how he knows how to handle Madrid. You know, he's he's done it before. Um, but then when you oh, you see now I'm in two minds because when you look at the midfield oh no <laughs> no no alright I'm sticking, sticking with my guns I will go with yeah. PSG winning the match I'm, I'm fine was, with that if this was three years ago I'd say Madrid but I just Madrid a lot of their key players have been around a long time and I feel I know Cruz and Modric are still high performers Ramos are still but they're not that they've God knows how many years they got left. Real Madrid aren't really replacing that midfield anytime soon, and I mean, Cruz was great against Liverpool, but he's not the Cruz of 2017, is he? So, and you know, if if but if PSG managed to stop Benzema, I think they stop. Uh, I think they stop Real Madrid most of the time from scoring. I mean, Vinicius obviously got two against Liverpool, but that's Liverpool, which wanted to give the ball away all the time. But PSG, the way they're playing this this tournament. I don't think anyone can get at them, and I think, I think it'd be foolish to say they'd lose to Real Madrid. I think they've got that. I I can't see them not winning it. Um, I, I can't big see them not winning at. it. It's <laughs> that was a big at, yeah. at me there. I'm saying um, they've got it. I'm saying I, PSG. Yeah, 
I feel like um, the listeners are going to be judging me for my opinion that saying that Madrid are going to win because Mbappe is going to sign for Real Madrid next season. So I just want to say I think Madrid will scrape it. I think it will be a t- like a two-one Real Madrid win, um, and someone will score. Someone like someone like Cruz. Someone maybe. I, d- I don't know. Someone will score late on, and Madrid will win it again. And um, yeah, I d- I just think, although I think PSG are really strong, I don't think they're going to manage it. I really don't. Obviously, the majority decision is that PSG will win. Hang on, it. hang on. I must admit, I must admit, I'm in two minds. It's a Dan. <laughs> it's a Dan in a final. Yeah. Right. It's a Dan in a final against Pochettino. Uh, he's he's clearly you know he's proven in them. Real Madrid alone without Zidane, uh, you know, always seem to shine through in finals. I just don't know. I, don't, I really don't know. Pochettino against Zidane. I think it, obviously this is coming down to me again. Yeah. I don't know. Do do I piss off Isaac or do I just <laughs> stick with what I said before? I'm not really sure. I feel like you're just gonna Mason pick. Ma- the only reason you want to pick Madrid is so I lose. Think about Mason Mount. Jordan, you didn't pick Mason Mount either. Jordan, you didn't pick Mason Mount. I fought your battle for you. Don't, don't try that, Jordan. I go with PSG. PSG will win the final. Okay. No, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. So, we're we're not going to decide on the horse. But we're saying PSG are winning the Champions League. I mean, two of us have said Arsenal for the Europa League. Yeah, so, it's heavily I'm not, I'm not suggested I'm not who that. the podcast thinks will win. Yeah. But I don't want to put my neck completely on the line. I'm merely saying that. I'm merely, I, I'm merely saying Arsenal because I, of course, have a biased point of view. I'm not saying exactly. I reckon Arsenal will 100% win because in, in, in my head, I am terrified of that game. I think I, I think about it every day if we make the final. God knows what will happen. But James Ward-Prowse is in the future. squad. Right, <laughs> 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 and Arsenal are winning the Europa League on a majority. I'm not having it. It's, it's done. Okay, fine, fine. Arsenal win the Arsenal are winning the Europa League. Let's go. Oh God, oh, I'm, I'm terrified hold on, now. Hold on, hold on. I've, I've, I've just said my that. Mind. Slavia Prague are going to beat Arsenal, so that's back in <laughs> oh, the majority. Oh, shut up! So, so, we're, so it's a majority. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, okay, so Arsenal in the Europa League. Um, <laughs> And PSG, that means Arsenal will play PSG in the UEFA Super Cup. Should we predict? Oh, no, we don't have to predict that. We don't have to predict that. That's in August. But um, we've been going on uh, for a long time. We need to go on to our last. Going on for a long time. It's about time we talk about um, a part of our Premier League Ultimate Eleven. Now, this section we've been anticipating since the, the idea was created uh, before we ever recorded our first episode because we realised our formation would very much decide on what we thought of the midfield and we've come to a conclusion we're going to play three midfields two uh, two uh, centre mids and a number 10 so like maybe a holding option or a, or a box to box option with a pure number 10 and of course we brought in the rule which you can't suggest um, in these positions more than one name from the same club which really has kind of dented what I was going to what I wanted to do um yeah I'm going to talk about three names here, uh, which I, I, I think, think we are go all one, Premier one, League one. legends. One of these I've been mentioning since the first episode to them, and they've mm, you, you've been you I've been mentioning this man behind the scenes the entire time, and you've been telling me no 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 he can't get in he can't get in. Um, he's not an Arsenal man. I'm going to mention him first. It is Stevie G. 
That is right, Stephen Gerrard. I don't know why you're so against him, Jordan. He manages Rangers. You like Rangers, but I'm, I'm not against um, them. I'm not against them. There's a, there's a reason I don't think you should be here. against them. But keep keep going. So I know I know what you're thinking. I I know what you're thinking. He has no Premier League titles. I get Andy that. But I'm sorry, he is an icon of the British game. I, I'm sorry, but I've always been a Gerrard fanboy watching him play football. I just love everything he does I mean I mean just just look at him he's one of the just a massive leader he's a, he's almost the last part of the old football that we get in England because he's a proper rugged midfielder who would die for the badge um, maybe not in the same sense as like a Roy Keane but that the passion the leadership the loyalty is all there he had the chance to go to Chelsea and win the title a few times and probably win a Champions League and instead he went Do you know what no I'm sticking with the this Liverpool side. They need me, and that does not that that should not be understated. That is just a sign of a true icon of football and a proper proper player. Like he's gone through the academy, and he's stuck through thick or thin with that side. And I find it similar. I always compare the Gerard Lampard debate to the Madison Grealish debate. It's not really a debate anymore, but I mean. Oh, that that might that might cause some anger, but I don't really, I don't really think it's a debate anymore. But because um, Grealish is playing is surrounded by players of lesser ability, and is still shining through, whereas Madison is surrounded by all, all these nice players like to play off like Vardy and Didi to protect him and all these sorts. And I feel that shot that ben- that benefits the Grealish debate in the same way that Gerrard played in worse Liverpool sides, whereas Lampard was surrounded by the funds and and the means the challenge year on year which benefits him and would Lampard be able to carry a side and drag them through thick or thin and get them you know to places where they wouldn't have got without him in the same way that Gerard did for Liverpool who knows I mean Gerard. I mean I remembered like what in the 2006 is it uh, is it 2006 or is it 2000 I think it's 2006 FA Cup um, uh, yeah it's 2006 you know, he's got cramp and he's down and they're 3-2 down. And what does he do? He just thumps it from 30 yards and equalises to get it to extra time and then eventually penalties for Liverpool before they win. You know, that is just like a heroic moment. Like, it's one of those moments which you can't foresee. It's just, it's in the script. He is going to just win them the FA Cup. And then you've got, you know, uh, Istanbul. Um, and in that game, in 2005... He scores the goal which brings the comeback trail up and he is just I don't understand how he can't can't make his team I love Gerard, his technical ability his leadership I, it just, it's just who he is and what he represents and how good he was and how versatile he was he's an attacking player he's, he can be defensive he's a proper player and that's my piece on him I don't think he'll get in because of you, your opinions but I mean I, I just thought my opinion needed to be heard Fair enough. I think I'll go for my first player now because I think it leads nicely from yours, Isaac. Um, so, my first player is Frank Lampard, and uh, you you were mentioning Frank Lampard, and you were really like hitting him down uh, in comparison to Gerard, making him seem like a, a lot worse player. But I I have to say this, and I'm going to say this time and time again in this debate. We are doing a all-time Premier League eleven. We're not 
talk we're not meant to be talking about the FA Cup we're not meant to be talking about the Champions League we're doing all time um, uh, Premier League 11 so my pick is uh, my first pick is Lampard uh, he has three Premier League titles that's three more than Gerrard um, he is Chelsea's uh, top goal scorer um, of all time I think and I'm pretty sure he's up there in the Premier League list. If I'm, I might, that might be wrong. That might be very wrong. But um, Frank Lampard scores lots of goals. Um, he's he's made of 609 Premier League appearances and scored 177 goals and 102 assists. And he got Player of the Season 2004-5. He's been in, involved in some incredible Chelsea sides. Um, and. For a Premier League debate, I'm picking Lampard over Gerrard, and my so my first pick is Frank Lampard. I don't need to go into it more than that, uh, because as I've said before, and I will say again, it is a Premier League eleven. Ashley, well, uh, as this podcast has gone on, it's it's fair to say that. Me and Isaac have developed a little bit of a rivalry, but uh, I'm going to have to continue that now because, you know, I, I completely agree with Jordan when he says that this is a Premier League eleven best Premier League eleven. Now Gerard is out undoubtedly right. <laughs> Isaac's <laughs> fingers up at me on, on teams. Uh, Gerard is undoubtedly one of the greatest Premier League uh, midfielders ever, maybe ever to see in the game. But when you look. When you look at all the other midfielders, right, that have won the competition, and I know he was hindered by the squad around him, I know that. But when you look at all the other uh, players that have won the competition, and you compare them to him, it just seems a no-brainer that they go into our best Premier League eleven uh, over him. Now, my first name is Roy Keane, and I think he has to get uh, in the side. May you know, I might change my mind later on, but at the moment, I think he has to. Seven Premier League titles is unreal, and definitely, you know, the most, uh, way more than Gerard, um, but also, uh, <laughs> also, also more than Frank Lampard. Um, I don't, I don't want to go against Isaac too much because I, I do feel bad. Gerard is a good shout, obviously, but Keane, I really want in that this squad, um, mainly for uh, because of someone else that Isaac will mention soon. I think it would be nice to see them both in there. Um, but I mean, also he was—he was, he was just—he was terrific for United. Um, he was a leader for them, built up a, just a kind of this hard man demeanour, but was also able to prove his worth on the pitch. You know, he wasn't just someone who broke Erling Haaland's uh, dad's leg. You know, he was—he was, or you know, had a had a, had a tussle with Roy Keane uh, when we had Patrick Vieira. Sorry, um, he was also someone who could be a brilliantly technical player. United. Um, I think that was proven in. I think it was the build-up to the the '99 tr- uh, Champions League final. Um, I think it's a semi-final against Juventus. He was outstanding, um, and yeah, a, a great player uh, has has to go in for me. Fair, very very fair. Um, Isaac. Isaac, I think it's your pick now. I think it's your pick. <laughs> oh, okay. We're going to move on. I thought we were going to review that big decision there, but <laughs> yeah. let's move on. Um, 
Ashley, um, you discussed there was another pick there from Roy Keane. Now, I'm confused there because I need to make sure we're thinking we're thinking of a very specific footballer right now. And because I've picked a person from the same team, are you picking this man? Um, no, no, I don't think, no, I'm not. I'm not. You, you, you know, I'm. I'm, I'm You're not. Oh no, you, you can have him. Okay. I'll, I'll give it to you because I've got a man here and I've written down all his stats um, and I can't really change right now. Okay. Um, I've written down... Now, I'm really annoyed because we came up with a player last minute and I was thinking, oh my God, this guy's a baller. Right here, I've got stats written down for um, a certain African Footballer of the Year, you know, four-time winner, uh, three-time Premier League winner. Uh, one-time FA Cup winner, three League Cups, you know, and that is Yaya Torre. However, I had this hiccup in just just as we started recording, or just before, because we I realised Kevin De Bruyne exists, um, and now I'm I'm struggling, um, and I'm actually I'm changing my mind, and I'm switching from Yaya Torre to Kevin De Bruyne, who because I just we, I forgot he exists because we focus so much on the past. Uh, in this eleven, we're not focusing too much on the right here, right now. And De Bruyne is probably one of the greatest footballers to grace the Premier League. I mean, he's the first person to equal equal um, Henri's assist record. That is just like, you know, that can't really be mentioned enough. Twenty assists in one season is insane. Um, and to equal it and nearly, nearly actually break it uh, is is unreal. Um, and you know you watch him every week just the crossing you know, he's changing football in that he's showing people that crossing is an art it's not kind of this old English kind of lazy way of attacking there is an art to it and you know the way he can pinpoint a pass uh, is just kind of unmatched in the league you know the way he can thread them through and just whip one in at the back stick and not and just get it pinpoint on a player is Amazing, and some of the goals he scores are just, oh, you know, it's just he's a player who makes everyone happy. Like if he scores a, an absolute banger against you, you just kind of got to stand up and applaud it. I mean, I know I've had to do that once or twice. He is that kind of player. Um, yeah, I mean, at the moment he's probably, I mean, probably one of the best midfielders in the world, maybe the best. You know, that there's a debate, but yeah, Kevin De Bruyne got to be mentioned. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go now, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a name out, and I, we've had a little a little discussion about him prior to the episode, and I, I have a feeling he's not gonna get in, and it's a real real shame, but I'm gonna mention him, and I'm gonna tr- try and convince you guys otherwise. My player is Paul Skulls. Paul Skulls now. You mentioned um, De Bruyne and his passing. Um, although, of course, the assists for De Bruyne speak for themselves. Some of the passes this man can can provide is just unbelievable. The amount of times that he fires long balls over the top and um, creates chances was unreal. Uh, I remember, I think it was Company's testimonial uh, that he played, and he played... A brilliant pass from with the outside of his foot to go through. Um, 
I'm, I don't know if it was an assist if they scored or whatever, but it just his passing speaks for itself. Um, there's all these stories about how he would put a ball down uh, from really far away. Someone would say, hit that tree, and he'd fire it and hit the tree. And I 100% believe that that is real, and that is the case. Isaac shaking his head. But um, let me tell you why he needs to be in the Premier League uh, 11. And 11 is a significant number because he has 11 Premier League titles. Um, I've I've had a look, and he is the s- seventh in terms of um, most titles won by a player in all of Europe, not just in England, in all of Europe, um, with uh, eleven titles. Um, he's ahead of Messi with Barcelona. Uh, he's ahead of some fantastic players, and he is. Um, the player with the most Premier League titles from cent- centre midfield. Um, he scores goals. We we have to talk about the amount of times he scored from outside the box. Um, he's he's done it all. He's got player of the, of course he's got player of the month awards and stuff. He's got 107 goals. Uh, but I think the the main thing is those 11. Can I say that again? 11 Premier League titles. <laughs> that he has won and I think to to say that um, he shouldn't get in the team is dreadful and he needs to be in the team and we've said it before and we're going to say it again actually um, he has more Premier League titles than Gerrard so he's definitely going in ahead of Gerrard at least um, and yeah Paul Scholes is my next pick enough said I like that pick. Um, I was just looking. I was going to mention Paul Scholes, but luckily I didn't. Um, I just like I'm on this Premier League page, and just it says honours and awards, Premier League champion eleven times, and you just scroll down, it just doesn't stop. The date just doesn't stop. Like it, it's unreal. Um, my next pick um, is Patrick Vieira. Uh, I'm hopefully I've uh, yeah I, I Isaac's <laughs> going mental. Hopefully I haven't stolen it from him. I think I'm I'm fine in, in mentioning in mentioning the Frenchman. Um right, let's start it off. Uh I think he, he really does need to if not being the eleven needs to be really considered uh, for that final spot. Um came to Arsenal when we were we were in you know, a bad way. It was uh it was before Arsene Wenger actually uh no, yeah, he came with Arsene Wenger, I think. I think I'm right in saying that and uh, yeah he, he was part of a complete and utter transformation of our club um, when we were t- a team that was on the downfall heading for a mid-table much like we are now we could do with Patrick Vieira now um, uh, the, the man steps up and just really you know it becomes a massive part of, of Wenger Ball um, three Premier League titles uh, I think you know, it's not enough. It's not as much as skulls, but uh, you know, United were blessed with unreal players, unreal finances. Vieira, you know, didn't do too well in Italy before Arsenal. Wenger trusted him. He, he he saw the talent he had, brought him over, and he just excelled so so well. Um, clashes uh, really well with uh, my first pick, Rory King. You know, everyone knows about that rivalry um, they used to have. Uh, but yeah, uh, led Arsenal um, f- 
to, to I mean without Patrick Vieira you don't you, you don't look at Arsenal the same way it, I think I think that's that, that that's the point you know he, he, without him we wouldn't have those titles and yeah um, uh, a brilliant player uh, scored some great goals as well scored in that famous match where we won the league at YR Lane uh, I mentioned that yeah uh, that's my pick and I've said Mm. Pretty solid pick, not gonna lie. Um, I mean, he was gonna make my team, but the, uh, but the uh, two, uh, but the, the t- uh, only one player from each team rule kind of screwed that up for me, so I couldn't put him in. But I mean, it, you can't really understate how good he was, and I mean, it d- goes to show how good he was in that he gets mentioned every year in the fact that we haven't properly replaced him. I mean, party maybe, but I mean. I mean, he's. St- it feels like every time we try and sign a DM, they turn out to be a box-to-box midfielder. Um, the RB was the man. Right, it, yeah, I mean, it, when did we get rid of him? We got rid of him in, what, 2005, wasn't it? <laughs> it's 2021, and we're, we're still questioning whether we've replaced Vieira yet. Um, but, yeah, he's solid. Uh, but I feel like we have to move on now to the final positions in our midfield, and then we're going to have to pick our three. Um, I'll start off again with the person I want in the hole in the number 10 spot and it is a man who wore the number 10 and it's a man who I think is probably one of the greatest footballers to grace the Premier League ever and that is Dennis Bergkamp Um, you know Iceman he's you know why fly when you can walk on water you know he's a truly iconic footballer I mean I I don't want to mention his stats I just want to mention first his that goal at St James Park just that. I mean, I'm sorry, but I've watched that a billion times and I've tried to wonder how he did it. And I've tried to recreate it a billion times and I've always thought he did it with his right foot because I thought that made more like physical sense. And I realised he spins it with his left foot round, right round his body and the defender. And then, like, I'm sorry, but NASA, stop all these rovers and stuff. Try and recreate that because I don't think anyone can. It's, it's a work of art. A photo of that goal should be put in the Louvre. It is insane. Um, he, he is a true football genius um, at work at his time at Arsenal. You know, he is the Arsene Wenger player. He's the most Arsene Wenger footballer to up to football. You know, it's unreal. You take him out of that Arsenal side, they do not succeed to the extent they do. And, you know, his, I mean, he, goal-wise, he's not quite up there. I know he, he was kind of like a centre-forward, but a false nine, but he is... Uh, kind of like of a Mesut Ozil ilk in that his creativity is where he really flourished and where his focus was. He only got 87 goals in 350 appearances but it's important to kind of stress that his Arsenal career was in the later years of his career. Like the Invincibles, he was near retirement. He didn't score too many in the Invincible season because he was at the end of his tether almost. Like his peak years at Arsenal were from signing in in I think 95 or 96 to, to you know 99 kind of um, but you know uh, I've added up his goals and assists and he's got uh, 0.57 goals and assists per match meaning basically every two games he's, he's involved in a goal which is pretty good when you think about it that and mm. you know you've got the likes of Ian Wright have, Ian Wright's come out and said I wouldn't have scored half the goals I had if I didn't play with, it, play with um, Burkamp and that, that's all you need to know, really. So that that's my piece on beloved Dennis. Well, 
certainly a brilliant pick. We've had a bit of a mix-up here, um, sorry yeah. to say it. But I think, for Jordan, you're just going to have to firm it. Uh, he hasn't actually picked um, a number 10. I think you're just going to have to firm it and go for so, a number 10. So, um, no, 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 no. Um, Basically, I was just reading off my list, and Fernandinho was my last pick. I am going with Fernandinho as a CDM option. I didn't realise we were going two centre mids and then a ten, so I've just been throwing names out. But um, <laughs> so I've 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 written down Fernandinho, and um, we mentioned modern players, and I think Fernandinho, although he probably won't get in the team, I think he's absolutely unreal. Um, so he's got three Premier League titles three more than Gerrard uh, he's got 241 appearances for City um, and overall I think as a CDM he is um, he's outstanding and um, has been a very vital part to City's success over the past couple of years um, sure I think this season he's played a lot less I think he's had some injury issues uh, that always comes with age I guess um, he's 35 years of age so um, getting on a bit but he's Every time he plays, I think he shows his quality. Um, he's played a couple of games from centre-back recently as well. Um, I know we're talking midfield here, but um, I'll just throw that in there. And Although I don't think he's going to make it in, I think he's very deserving of a shout um, in the all-time Premier League bracket. Um, so, short and sweet, really, Fernandinho is my last pick. Not a number 10, but he's my last pick. Well, my last pick. Is it me next? Yeah. It is me next. The last Sorry. one. My last pick is uh, someone I kind of just really thought on the spot, uh, if I'm being honest, because I thought, you know what, I'm going to go Eric Cantona. Oh, God. I've already picked um, uh, I've already picked a United player in Roy Keane. So as my number 10, is, this is how we were kind of... I think me and Isaac were going to go for it. Jordan, I don't know, misheard. I'm not sure what happened. But I'm going with David Silva. Um uh, you know, I haven't mentioned a Man City player yet, so uh, oh wait, hang on, Vieira played for City. Oh, I can we ignore that? I, we can brush that aside. He played for thank City you, for like you. a year. At the end of his career, right. we'll brush that aside. <laughs> David Silva, okay, joined Man City pretty early on in their kind of revolution uh, to the top of the Premier League. He's won four Premier League titles, um, you know, which is is massive in in today's game. I don't think uh, you know. After that kind of United dominance, where Skulls was able to win eleven titles, no one today, uh, not many players today, are really able to just consistently roll over the league and like David Silva did with Man City, and uh, you know get first place. However, um, to add to that, he had sixty Premier League goals, ninety three assists, he created one hundred nineteen Premier League chances. Um, yeah, he was phenomenal, phenomenal for Man City. I think he was actually massively underrated and especially towards the end of his time at City because of the arrival of Kevin De Bruyne you know they have similar roles in 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 terms of creativity and therefore I think David Silva kind of got overlooked but he was still producing brilliant numbers for them um, and yeah goes down as a, a Man City legend um, over 300 Premier League appearances for them uh, and I think he gets in as as my number 10 I don't know if uh if he beats Burkamp, I don't think I want him to, but um, I'm not sure if he does yet. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's my pick. Okay, Ooh, we need so to come to a decision. That's that's it. Now, 
because my three picks mm. are the way I've done it, I haven't got um really got a number ten. I'm gonna say that Lampard would be the number ten out of the three that I've got. Would you would would everyone say that's fair? Out of Skulls, Fernandinho, Lampard, Lampard's probably the ten. Mm. More the ten. I, I mean, if you're three. confident in skulls, why not put him number ten and test him against, uh, test him against Skull. Bergen? If you're that confident in him, <laughs> if you're that confident in him, test him against Dennis. You know. I, I was I was gonna name. I, I think we we should name a three that we think out of all the pits should be the three. Um, and so for me, it's it's very tough. Should we whittle them down? Should we go through everyone's and be like, right, he's not getting in and just say Steven Gerrard's off the list? Yeah, just get Steven Gerrard off the list now. Um. <laughs> oh, I knew I knew this was going to happen, but fine, screw it. Like, I knew it was happening, but I'm going to get some backing. Someone's going to come out and back me and go, yeah, Gerrard's a bloody icon. And he is. Yeah, no, no, no. But no, fine, I can see he's out. Let's say Gerrard is an icon. However... He's not won a Premier League title, so I, I'm not sure how we can get him into the team. Yeah. Fine. If well, Gerard's our super sub. Yeah. We'll, Gerard's we'll our super that. sub. We're that. subbing him on. We're subbing him on for Istanbul, right? You He's know? our super sub, but he doesn't get ahead of Andy King, who won more Premier League titles than him. I just want to <laughs> yeah. put that on. <laughs> right. Sorry. Sorry. So, so we're saying that Steven Gerrard definitely isn't getting it. Um. I feel like Lampard doesn't get in, and I know it Ooh, might be like a massive shock, but I just feel like he doesn't. Wait, wait, wait! We were not mentioning Mason Mount here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's hold, uh, hold on, hold on! Ashley just said that Lampard doesn't get in. Right, this is—it's going to be quite hard to work this out. I'm going to name my three who I yeah, think it should name be. Name the three. And right, okay, okay, right. I'm going to go with Skulls. Okay, he's won the most. Right, Skulls. Goes in. Then I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'll go Skulls. Then I'm going Vieira. Right. Okay. Then I'm going yep. Burkamp as my number ten. Okay. Yeah. That's that's my three. Try argue with me against that. Who you think should be replaced? Okay. I'm gonna talk here. I agree with Vieira um, for obvious reasons. I'm, I'm wearing an Arsenal kit at the moment. At number 10, it is my pick. I will agree with Dennis. It's my own opinion. I think he's probably one of the most phenomenal footballers to have graced the game. Um, but the other centre mid option, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about Actually, the thing is, if you want a midfield, you want balance, don't you? And Vieira is someone who can do it all. He's a box-to-box. You know, he can go forward when needed. He scored important goals, but... He is a rock. And I'm now thinking about it. And we need someone capable of being, you know, that box-to-box, proper, you know, more deep-lying creator who can score God knows how many. And um, if you're thinking goal-scoring midfielder, Jordan, you can't really go past Frank Lampard, can you? Uh, (laughs) I know you're crying on the inside because I'm not going skulls, but I'm going Lampard next to Vieira. I think I've only done that to annoy you and get a reaction, even if Skulls makes it. Because I feel like now he's picked Skulls, he will make it. I've just said that to piss you off, I'm sorry. But yeah. 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 Lampard. Well, um, so I there's a conspiracy in 
in this podcast, there is a conspiracy against, well, a conspiracy to get Ars- the Arsenal players in. I'm no, agreeing with Vieira. conspiracy against my suggestions. There's no conspiracy. I'm agreeing with Vieira. I'm agreeing with Vieira. Hun- you can have him. You can have him. Then I'm going to say Skulls. Yeah, I have to oh, say Skulls. No, no, I'm just, I'm worrying what you're going to say next. This is no, the hard one. How can he? This how is the he? hard one. Don't. It is the hard one. No, was it's not. Burkamp, was uh, Burkamp more of a centre forward? Maybe. I think Burk- was Burkamp not oh, a centre shut forward. Shut up! Shut up! Was yeah, Burkamp not in a the modern forward? game? He, in the modern game, he played number ten. In the way he played, he played as a okay. he played, but Arsenal played a four-four. We played a flat four in midfield. That's why he didn't play as a traditional number ten. If we played the formation we do now, he fits in that number ten. He and the way he plays, he plays as a traditional number ten in terms of creativity. Yeah, just because he played yeah. as a false nine, he fits a in big, that formation in a position. I, I see a okay. point as in the, he, he's looked at as like maybe a centre forward striker. Yeah. but it's without a doubt that. A, part, a big part of his game was a versatility is, is in he could get forward and you know act as that striker but then most of the time sit back and create for the likes of Henri Carney and you know whoever, whoever else but yeah okay. without a doubt I think Burkamp is yeah okay well I, I was going to say that we should throw in Lampard um, however if you're saying that Burkamp is a cam I'll give you it because I was going to say okay. if he's a, I thought he was more of a centre forward and I was going to um, argue that Lampard should go in and I reckon we could have fit Lampard in and I think the fact that we haven't gone Lampard or Gerrard um, is mental can I, can I just say I think um, I think it's quite shocking that none of us managed to men- mention Cantona because I do think and Isaac's going to hate me I do think Cantona gets over Burkamp uh, but I, I think Cantona's more of a striker than Burkamp was. Burkamp fits in as yeah. more of a number ten. Cantona was, was a striker. Well, kind I don't of know. More. I think Cantona that's set why the trend for Burkamp. You know that dropping in the lines, kind mm, of coming, coming back and uh, uh, and sitting as that number ten and creating for United and you know catching defenders out of position. I, I feel like I feel like Cantona. If you want to mention him, he fits the striker question more off more than than Burkamp does. So. I mean that's three episodes away, so you yeah, know we can well, do that. But I'm, I'm guessing, I'm guessing of the players we've picked, I think, I, I think I can see where this is going, and I think I can see which I three really we're picking. Think, I th- I really think Lampard should be in. I really do, but I'm not sacrificing. Are you skulls, willing to drop skulls? And I'm not for sacrificing Vieira. I'm so willing to drop gonna, Burkamp for say it. Can't make it. I'm saying Lampard. Yes, because you're a Man United fan. That's why no, you're willing no, to drop no. Burkamp for it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying. Would you rather, right? Would you rather me drop Vieira or Burkamp? Because Neither. one of them has to be fine. Skulls no. is going in. No. Why does one of them have to be? No, yeah. Sc- fine. Why? Why does Lamp? Why? Why can't we just because deal with Lampard not making it? My thought. How do you think it makes me feel that Tony Adams doesn't make it in at centre back? It hurts my soul, exactly. but you're I've got to accept it. You know, like. Yeah, however, my thought process is Lampard. The fact that we're not having Lampard, and so I'm going over this debate here, and I'm saying um, we're looking at it Lampard Gerard Skulls debate as well. We're saying Skulls is better than all three, I agree. Um, but 
we're saying Lampard and Gerrard do not get in the all-time Premier League eleven. Is that what we're... Are we I really saying debate, that? The debate's only a thing because they're all English and people are just trying to work out, OK, who was the best out of the English midfielders? OK, I don't but, think it's a debate about who is the best, you know, who's the... It's it's who's the better player? It's the all-time best player out exactly. of those three, right? Just, I don't... I don't know. Because I've always thought Bergkamp was more of a centre-forward and I understand that you guys are saying... But Lampard's he's a not 10. Lampard's oh, he's not. He's not. That is Bergkamp's true. Bergkamp's more of a ten than Lampard. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly. I'll get because of the majority decision. I'm saying our midfield is Vieira, Skulls, and Bergkamp. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, I'll take that. I, I, ca- I can't argue with it. I'm that's, happy that Skulls is going. in, Dumb, but I'm just I'm just thinking about it, questioning it. We're leaving Gerrard out, and we're leaving Lampard out. Lampard, who is the top goal scorer for Chelsea. From centre midfield, to leave him out is crazy. But if we're going majority decision, he doesn't get in, and it's a shame. Well, that's our midfield three then. Well, the um, you know, you just got to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, think I've got to deal with it. I am. This is the one time I have to deal with it. <laughs> Think how much I have to deal with. I'm def- trying to defend Gerard, and both of you talk about him like he's trash. And then you're like, "Oh no, but we can't, we've got to have Lampard." I'm like, "Well, I conceded Gerard. You've got to concede all Lampard. You, That's our three. You've, you've, you've got your Gerard. skulls, boy. Yeah. Oh, no, shut up. Um, but you've got skulls <laughs> in there. He's your United boy. Yeah. We're all happy. I've got my. Let's I've got deal skulls with it. in there. And that was the thing I was worried about because I thought you guys were going to go. Oh no, skulls can't. Definitely, definitely I can't, can't get I lo- in there. I logically thought about it in I my head and I thought, Skulls fits. And then I said, Lampard's kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, yeah, okay. I'm I'm still a bit... I'm, I'm fine with who we've got. I'm just thinking it is very, it's, a, it's quite a shock. I'm sure the people listening were, would have thought Gerard or Lampard would have got in and neither of them get in. But that makes our midfield free. Uh, I think we should go through the squad though. So we've got Petacek in goal. We've got um, Gary Neville at right back. We've got Ashley Cole at left back. We've got uh, Ferdinand and Terry as our centre backs. And our midfield consists of Vieira, Skulls, and Bergkamp. It's a team. Wow. Am I right in saying that? That is a good actually, team. There's quite a lot of Arsenal players in this team. I didn't think they'd be ready for <laughs> Shot there's, How many? There's four now. Yeah, four. There's yeah. four that have played for Arsenal. Is that the most? Only three of them, I'd say, That's are more proper than Arsenal because, like, Neville, Skull, Skulls, Ferdinand, Neville. You've Neville, Ferdinand. <laughs> there's more. Same. Okay. I, okay. I, I'm not. Check's we're, not. We're check's not. Check didn't. Check Checked him win the league of Arsenal, may I add. He's more of a Chelsea pick in my eyes. And yeah. Cole, Cole is a more of an Arsenal yeah. pick because he won the league more of us than Chelsea. But Czech is not an Arsenal pick. He played for Arsenal. That's like saying Patrick Vieira is a City pick. You know, like... <laughs> yeah. Well, wait until we get onto the so, front three. I'd... Wait until we get onto the front three. Front, front three, I have a feeling we might, we might struggle on the wings, uh, Arsenal, but... Um, I'll fight our course where I can, but that—that's—that's that's our midfield. Uh, what are we saying next week? Are we going left wing or right wing first next week? I say we go right wing first. 
because we went right back first. Right wing first. So yeah, we'll go right wing first, left wing. We will finish at striker. That is the grand finale. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I feel like we've had a good chat today, a good few discussions. We've made some good conclusions. You know, Arsenal are clearly going to win. Arsenal are clearly going to qualify for Champions League football by knocking out United in the final. God, that terrifies me saying that um, and putting that on the internet. But yeah, um, PSG are going to win the Champions League and Lampard isn't in the Ultimate Premier League 11. But yeah, I'm happy to finish it there. Um, You've got, first we've got to mention the socials. I've just nearly forgotten. So our Twitter is at TFQ Podcast. Our Instagram is at the football in question. Our email is the football in question at gmail.com. You know, go over and email us or tweet us or DM us, whatever you like, and we will respond to anything. We've, we're posting a bit more on Instagram and we'll be asking questions on there. Respond and we'll communicate with you. And that's just a bit of fun, extra stuff which we can add to the podcast when there's more interaction. So try and get involved in that. But I don't think there's anything left to say other than this is, yeah. Oh, okay, fine, go. Go, Ashley, yeah. Sorry, sorry, yeah, I know you were just about to sign off, but next week we could have quite a big um, surprise for the audience. Um, Yes. I think you two know know what I'm on about. Yes. uh, Yeah, it could be be quite a good one. We could finally get rid of, you know, it could spoil it, but finally get rid of our our lag and our internet issues. Um, It could be happening. So, yeah, definitely stay tuned and check out next week's episode. but yeah, and but just to to add some more great news, if you haven't heard, um, and you need to listen to this episode on a different platform, we're back on iTunes. Um, oh, so Jordan, if- Jordan, may I add? Um, I'm not. Here's the thing: the whole iTunes thing, right? Um, <laughs> we need to. I think we we're having some trouble with up. it. I think they're having trouble with it, so I'm not going to go full tilt on it just yet. But like, we're—it's on the way. It's happening, but it's not quite a hundred percent. But we'll we'll sort it out. We need to wrap up the episode, though. (laughs) Anyway, next episode is going to be good. This has been the football in question. Have fun. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye.